in a world filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! You've heard the saying, what you don't know can't hurt you. But in your finances, what you don't know about money can hurt you. On today's show, five blind spots that could wreck your retirement. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And all across the state of Arkansas and live streaming on Facebook, welcome in to the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, feeling a little bit like Max Headroom, at least if you're watching (laughs) on TV. I am... uh, Face in a box uh, behind John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker. Glad to be back, by the way. It's been about three weeks or so. Yeah, we're glad and if to you're have old you. enough to know who Max Headroom <laughs> yeah. is, then uh, you're this probably the on the you. right show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was what, 80s? We're going yeah, way back 80s. to the yeah. 80s yeah, on was, that. But it yeah. was. It was a Coke commercial, wasn't it? But I, I believe remember it was right. Pepsi. Pepsi, okay. Yeah. See, yeah. They, so. Advertising doesn't last 40 years. Yeah. I, I've forgotten. <laughs> it was a soft drink. And then he was a music video. Yes. That's right. But he was basically a person, but it was in uh, in the computer or and on Digital the TV, form. like MTV esque. Yes, you know. Yes. Yeah. So that's where we are. Uh, but I am glad to be back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I was out for family reasons. Want to thank you for uh, all filling in. I know our. Uh, team of advisors is strong and they rotated in and out and john you took over you were max headroom for a couple of weeks <laughs> so we appreciate you doing that for my sure. wife still says i'm max headroom so <laughs> yeah. uh, janet says i'm max headroom because my head's so big and there we she, go she would so that. moving right along yes yeah. we got a big anyway. show today we got to get right to it right yeah so we do we're talking about what you don't know about money can hurt you we've got five blind spots that can hurt you if you ignore them when it comes to your financial future you know we mentioned there in the open the the saying what you don't know can't hurt you another way of phrasing that is ignorance is bliss i've heard that many times in uh, my life and and guys what if it doesn't directly affect you it put it could possibly be true right if, it, if it's some information that if you knew didn't really matter into your life i guess ignorance could be bliss but when it's your money it's your financial future it is going to happen to you, and if you don't know everything you need to know or, you, or, or at least be aware of these blind spots and do something about it, it could wreck your retirement. You know, and the challenge on ignorance being bliss with your money is ultimately you learn, you know, whatever it was you were ignorant about, you learn it many years later and go, man, I wish I'd known that. That's why it's not bliss is that you, you realize that the reality of what you're having to deal with due to your previous ignorance is really not good. And Scott, I think that uh, there are things that out there that are not in your camp, so to speak, yeah. uh, and and really don't have. They may be a wildfire, but it's not affecting your camp. But there are things that are in your camp. If you don't know those things, then they can be detrimental to you. And we've seen that over and over again in in dealing with people's finances, particularly their retirement. Some of the things that they think that they should be bliss about, that they should be ignorant about, that they just you know kind of whistle in the dark and just mm-hmm. keep right on going. Those are eventually the things that will come back to haunt them. Well, in our show today, and in, in most of our shows, this is our goal, is to provide you education on what those things are, and then to give you some action points on what to do about it. So five blind spots today, and later in the show, in fact, in our next segment, we've also got Burt White on, LPL's Chief Investment Officer. He was with us on our last uh, webinar earlier in the summer, and uh, Bert's going to talk about a lot of things when it comes to investing. What are the blind spots there? And he's got a really cool story that he's told uh, on stage probably multiple times. I've only seen him tell it once, but it's actually on YouTube, I think, too. So if you yeah. uh, want to go back and hear it again after he tells it today. But it's about an anaconda attack and how to survive one. It's a very cool story. Yeah. A lot a lot of fun to hear him tell it. So he'll be on to tell us about that. And, and Scott, that is really apropos for our deal here today, our, our theme today, because you may be going, well, why do I care about an anaconda attack. There's no anacondas in Arkansas. Well, it is 2020. Yes. That's right. We already had the murder hornet, so, you know. That's very true. But it does relate to your money. It does relate to your money, and it is very apropos to what we are dealing with here as we head into an election, lots of volatility in the market and things of that nature. 
All right, so let's dive in and do number one. We've got five blind spots to get to, and we're going to have to pause for uh, Burt White in the next segment. So we've got about four minutes here before we take our first break to focus on number one. And number one on our list of five blind spots is focusing on the small things while ignoring the big ones. You know, you think of the, we applied the saying, what you don't know can't hurt you. There's a great saying that attaches to this. You can't see the forest for the trees, right? I mean, you're in the middle of it. You're in the thicket. You can't have the perspective of zooming out and seeing everything that could happen. Scott, I oftentimes have this conversation with clients and I talk to them about understanding outcomes. That's really the big picture. What is it that you're wanting to have from your retirement? Because you could have the greatest portfolio in the world that had the greatest rate of return and the smallest fees and all of the little things that people tend to focus on because the media tells them those things are important. And those things are important, but they're not the most important thing. And the most important thing is getting the outcome of your retirement plan that you're looking for. I was just visiting with a couple this morning and talking about their retirement. And I said, look, I think what I'm hearing you say is you want to be sure that the income that you have now continues to come in retirement so you can go live your life and you can have the income and it lasts the rest of your life. And they all nodded their head. Yes, that's exactly it. We had zero conversation, Janet, about rate of return or fees or anything of that nature. We will have those conversations, but we are not going to focus on that in terms of their overall financial plan because it doesn't necessarily predict the outcome. So another point on focusing focusing on the small things while ignoring the big ones. The small things in this category could be a thousand different points. Pick what one applies to you. But ignoring the big one, it, we talked about this on last week's show. We talked about people ignoring the company match. So mm-hmm. if you have a retirement plan at work, that can add up to a significant amount of money over time. And if you ignore that by not contributing enough to max out the match, then you are really ignoring a big factor in your retirement preparation. Yeah, and and I think oftentimes people think about the company match as relative to the percentage. Yeah. Well, they only match 3% of my salary. Well, that's a 100% match on 3%. And we saw last week what that 3% would do. It makes a half million dollar difference in in certain scenarios. Yeah, it's a game changer. In your retirement plan. And to ignore that is foolhardy. Absolutely. You know, I think about when you phrase it as small things, focusing on small things, but ignoring the big ones, those things get transversed in someone's life because the small things are happening to you right now, typically, right? Right. The big things are so far away in the future. I think about, I'm 47 years old, and I think about people in my stage of life. You still got kids in the house. I've got three, about to be down to one, by the way, in less than 12 months. Don't know if I like that or not, but anyway. (laughs) it's pre-empty nest, right? You're thinking about just getting the kids through their education. Maybe it's even college education for the kids, which we don't discourage saving for, but at the expense of you saving for your retirement, that could be a problem. That could be focusing on a small thing, even though it's not really that small for the child to get an education. But if your future depends on you putting back a certain amount to reach your retirement goals and you choose instead to fund uh, a college fund or buy a kid a new car, let's put it in that phraseology, that that's difficult. That's a difficult uh, decision to make and it could be a problem for your retirement. Hey, let's face it. The tyranny of the urgent can Mm -hmm. dominate you as far as your finances are concerned. The thing that is burning right now, the thing that is, you know, that little yapping dog, if you will, in your, in your ear right now can turn your attention from that big picture. And that's why we talk about having the mindset of an investor and having the mindset of an investor means that you're going to invest money regardless of whatever else may be going on in your world. You're going to continue to save for your retirement because, hey, look, there are no do-overs in retirement at all. You know, I, I think when we talk about the tyranny of the urgent, if you want to compare urgent to important, and we do this in yep. business to prioritize our actions, your retirement has to be important. There are things that seem urgent right now that may, when you really look at them, just be emotionally urgent, not financially urgent. Be sure you're paying attention to the the decisions you're making. It is called a blind spot because you likely can't see it. And you have one, you just may not know it. And we can help you find your blind spot. You can call us today at any time uh, to talk about your financial plan, and we will build one. It's the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. We'll talk about how you can get that at a discount. When we come back, we're also going to have Burt White on right after this. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. And welcome in, Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, to talk it over in the fastest four minutes in investing. And, John, I was just thinking, we're about six months now since the the uh, the economic shutdown when the pandemic really came on full throttle. Right. Uh, most states have opened back up at least partially. But I find it very interesting because I feel like um, I've probably fielded more client calls recently than I did during the initial stages of the big drop from the from the uh, shutdown. I mean, that, I guess people could maybe correlate that to, well, of course, we're shutting down the economy. The market's going to go down, but it's going to come back up. And it has. Right. And I think now people are going, well, what now? Yeah, they're, they're thinking about what's next. And this COVID thing, uh, you're going to get a lot of information out there about, you know, the effect of COVID-19 on retirement. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, uh, Scott, some school of thought that, you know, the markets bounce back, so everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But then there is a school of thought of, ah, hang on a minute. You, you don't really understand the long-term effects of the unemployment and the drain on Social Security, uh, the, the, the wage base going into Social Security and things of that nature. And so we wanted to shed just a little bit of light on what you need to do and how you need to think about this going forward as we are obviously continuing on in this pandemic. So the key question here is, should COVID-19 change your retirement strategy? We know most people invest for their future and their retirement lives. And they may be looking at that like, do I need to still be putting money into the market when we have encroached upon all-time highs again and with all this uncertainty with the election and possible continuation of the pandemic? And I think the answer to that, John, is it depends. Well, uh, let me say this. If uh, you are, are continuing to save for retirement and you're trying to get to a spot don't let up, right. regardless of what goes on. If Trump is reelected, don't let up. If Biden is elected, don't let up. If the market goes up, don't let up. If the market goes down, don't let up, because you are going to do some things. Uh, if, you, if you do let up, you're going to do some damage to your ultimate goal, which is to get to that spot where you can comfortably retire. And I think it's always important to say that if you continue to put money in and we do have volatility, it's actually a good thing. It, volatility is your friend. Yeah. And, and if that is if you're an accumulator. Right. If you're in retirement, we've got to talk a different story. But if you're accumulating money and, and you are trying to get to that spot in retirement, then volatility is going to be your friend. If you are in retirement, then you may want to begin to think about, okay, what do I do to be sure that that I see not only what's going on in the short term, but what's going on in the long term. And long term, we still have faith in the market. We still have faith that, that stocks are the place to be for the long run, mm-hmm. and you do not need to abandon your retirement plan. I think it depends on answering this question. When will you retire? Yes. That, that's the big key. And if it's, I would say, less than 10 years, your retirement strategy or investment strategy probably needs a good tweak. That's absolutely correct. You've got to begin to think about getting into retirement in a slow glide as opposed to uh, with full throttle that you've been doing over the probably the balance of your working life. Okay, real quick, the last couple here kind of go hand in hand we wanted to talk about. If you are out of work, I think that is something to consider. What do you do then? Well, certainly preserving what you have in your retirement accounts is key. Yes. And then there's, there is this uh, that people may or may not know about, the, the, the easier way to take out uh, of your 401k right now because of the pandemic. Yeah, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Try to do anything you can to preserve your retirement account because your retirement account is clearly what you will live on when you definitely don't have a job. You could get another job. You could go search for other employment, but you've got to have, protect that nest egg for your future so you can live the life that you want to live in retirement. All right, we're out of time on the fastest four minutes in investing. Thank you for watching on social media and for listening. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. Smarter, simpler, and more personal. The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. 
You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up, because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Talking about five blind spots that if you ignore them, they could wreck your retirement. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, right before the break, we didn't have time to fully tell you about your uh, opportunity to help or let us help you find your blind spot. You can give us a call for half off of your financial plan. If you call today, 501-653-7355 and make an appointment with a Gen Wealth Advisor. We've got offices all over the state of Arkansas in Conway, Hot Springs, Bryant, West Little Rock, El Dorado, and also in Northwest Louisiana. So that one number will get you connected with an advisor. 501-653-7355. And today only, our offer for calling and getting a financial plan for half off our usual cost. We are pleased to be joined by LPL's chief financial uh, chief investment officer. I'm sorry, (laughs) Bert White. Bert is joining us via Skype today on the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome in. He's got his smile on. He's ready to go. You almost gave me a promotion there. I did. I I did. I'm pushing for you. Just ask him to call me. I'll do whatever I can do. So. Hey, we, we talked a little bit in the first segment when we mentioned we were going to have you on today, Bert, that uh, you had a great story to tell. Uh, and I've heard it from, on, from when you told it on stage at Focus. I know it's probably not the only time you've told it about uh, how to survive an anaconda attack. So our jumping off point today is story time with Uncle Bert. Tell us, <laughs> tell us how to survive an anaconda attack and what does that have to do, please, with your money? Uh, Lord knows. I mean... <laughs> Seriously. No, you know, uh, it's interesting as as I've been listening to the show, uh, you know, I know that you guys are talking a lot about sort of these uh, these pitfalls, right? These things that you don't see coming, these blind spots. And I actually think this story is perfect to talk about those. Right. And that's because sometimes the obvious thing to do um, isn't the right thing to do. <laughs> you know, and sometimes the thing that just feels natural to do isn't the right thing to do. And and this story basically is a highlight of that. So uh, the backstory of it is that when I graduated high school, uh, I, you know, got all these gifts and, you know, you wanted the ones that were in an envelope because it had money. Um, but the neighbor gave me a book, you know, of all things, you give a high school senior a book. And but it was a Peace Corps manual because this was his man's guide to life. Right. He didn't go to college. He went to the Peace Corps. And um, over the years, it's become really personal to me. It's almost like my blanket. And so, um, but on page 142 is my favorite story. Um, Now, understand that the Peace Corps manuals, it's kind of like a Boy Scout manual, right? It's like, it's got stuff like how to build an igloo and, you know, how to get water out of a cactus and how to rub sticks together to make a fire and stuff like that, right? And so, uh, but on one, on page 142, it's how to survive an attack from an anaconda. Now, I thought I knew how to survive an attack from an anaconda, <laughs> and that is to run. Run, run. Right? So, run. Uh, you're right. But what the what it tells us is sometimes the right thing to do isn't the obvious thing to do, and I think that's what you guys are all talking about today on the show. Um, is that sometimes you got to be thankful, you got to be thinking about things that that really maybe aren't as obvious, right? That you just need to think about. And so here's how the story goes. Um, Imagine that you've been working all day doing God's work and you just can't wait to get back to your tent for a little bit of pork and beans by the fire. Um, you're 100 feet from your tent and out of the tree drops a 38 foot, 750 pound anaconda. Done. Do you do? <laughs> okay. So if you don't faint, uh, what most people say is they run, uh, but that's the wrong answer, right? Here is what it is. Now, I'm reading this to you because it's so ridiculous. It's also kind of funny, uh, but it's ridiculous, but it's the right way to do it. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll pull it back and, and it has a great moral to it, a great lesson to it. So here's how it just word for word. The first one, first line of the manual says, if attacked by an anaconda, do not run. The anaconda is faster than you. That, that's true. It can move at six miles an hour through the bush. You cannot. So if you try to run, as an ambush predator, it will track you down, wrap you up, and swallow you whole. That is a bad result. So don't do that. So what do you do? Uh, here's what it says, word for word. Quote, lie flat on the ground. Do not panic. The anaconda will begin to climb all over your body. Be calm. Now, who Be had calm. that idea? Like, just show of hands. Who thought, like, hmm. Maybe I'll lay down and let the snake crawl over me, right? Now, what's weird about this is it not just tells you what to do, but how to feel, right? Don't panic. Be calm. And that's largely because this is weird. Okay, it gets worse. (laughs) 
after the anaconda, this is a quote from the manual, after the anaconda has examined you, it will begin to swallow you beginning with your feet. Be calm. Now, there's a big <laughs> assumption here. The assumption is that it starts with your feet. So what's the deal with that? Well, most of us, our ankles are thinner than our shoulders and snakes like us want an appetizer. And so it wants to start with the smaller piece and work its way up to sort of the main course, right? right. And so it starts with your feet. Okay, uh, here's the next one. Um, when, uh, is a quote, when the anaconda is almost fully, uh, I'm sorry, skip the line. The anaconda will suck your feet into its body. Be still. I love that line. This will take a long time. <laughs> do, you think, do you think swallowing you all is easy? No, no, no. no. Listen, stop wiggling. Be still. Think of your happy place. Read a book. Take a nap. Whatever. Right? But just be still. It will go a lot faster if you just be still. Um, quote, when the anaconda is almost fully swallowed your legs, calmly remove your knife and kill the snake. After all, your legs are crammed down its throat. What can it do? You just reach down, grab your knife, kill the snake, cut it off, wiggle the snake down like a skirt, and then walk to camp. <laughs> but the last line is classic. Classic. The last line is, be sure to have your knife. Because right. if you don't have the knife, well, you're pretty much going to get swallowed. <laughs> and so the point of the story is, it's two points. Number one is, you'd never think of that. <laughs> like, like, you'd never think of that. And the key is you have to have a plan before the snakes show up. You see, once the snakes show up and then you're like, oh, I need a plan, you're probably not going to do very well, right? You're going to have emotion. You're going to react. It's too late. The key is you got to know what to do before the snakes show up. And here is in our in the world of sort of finance, in the world of the markets, you guys do this better than me. There's snakes out there all the time. Like it's always out there, right? And so you got to have a plan knowing that that, that you got to know how to react to whatever's going to be thrown at you. And um, and just this year is unlike any other, you know, the world's large, longest expansion we've ever had in the United States. A really good economy comes to a screeching halt overnight, uh, hit a tree, you know, just literally our economy hit a tree. Um, and that's how fast it can come. The question is, do you have a plan? And if you don't, well, then, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Um, and that's really the story of the anaconda. So where are we with the anaconda attack right now? Because a lot of people <laughs> think they see an anaconda coming because of the election and the COVID thing and all of that. Where are we right now in the opinion of the chief investment officer? Yeah, well, I kind of I kind of like the other title better, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> but I'll stay with that one. That's my real one. Uh, no. uh, so, you know, I guess here's how I'd answer that. Um, so I answer it two ways. I'll, I'll, I'll actually answer it, <laughs> the second part of my, my answer, maybe. But the first part is, um, the, key, the key of this is, look, there's always things to be worried about in the market, right? I mean, there's always um, things in the market. And that's why you always have to have a plan. It's always why you have to have a well-diversified portfolio. It's why you've got to make sure you understand what you're trying to achieve. And it's why you got to have an advisor to help you do that. Um, and so that's the most important thing. That's what the story tells. But as it relates to sort of where we are in this, you know, we we um, we continue to believe that that uh, the the economy is is uh, continuing to come back. Uh, we've seen a big move higher, um, you know, back in economic growth. We've recovered about half of what we lost um, in the in the earlier parts of the year with the pandemic. Um, the easiest part has been done, however, right? And so I think the tougher yards are yet to come. I think the most important thing to think about um, when, when oftentimes when people ask me, what is the shape of the recovery? And there's all these letters, you know, it's a U-shape, a V-shape, an L-shape, a Y, a square root, and there's all kinds <laughs> of stuff that people describe kind of what that looks like. You know, what I've always said is I always believe that, that regardless of um, downturns, there's always a K-shape recovery. And here's what I mean by that. You know, when you think about the shape, shape of a K, you know, it goes down and then it kind of comes up and then it splits up and down, right? And so the reality is what happens, um, when, what I mean by K-shape recovery is that during tough times like recessions or like we saw earlier in the year, everything goes down and everything did go down, right? But then most things come up as well, at least part of the way. But 
Then what happens is it bifurcates mm -hmm. and you have things that are going to win and things that aren't. Because what a lot of people miss is that half of the stocks in the S&P 500 were created during turbulent times. Mm -hmm. And that's only about 10 percent of the market uh, time. And yet it creates 50 percent of the names. And why is that? It's because when turbulence comes, that's when real problems happen. And that's when companies that win solve real problems and those that lose miss the opportunity. And we just through a period of time where, you know, automation, um, you know, teleconferencing like this, um, you know, AI, data, um, technology, um, all that stuff is going to be heightened. Um, and so those companies that are going to be on the cutting edge of that, I think are going to continue to be the upward part of the K and be moving higher. I think those companies that aren't going to make that adjustment are going to struggle more. And I think this is natural in any of these pullbacks. And so the reality is that as I see this, I think our economic growth continues to, to, to move higher. Um, I think that, that um, businesses are hanging in there pretty well, at least larger companies, smaller companies and main street companies are beginning to come back online. It is still really tough. Consumer is trying to do the best they can, um, but, but being very reticent. Um, and then it all comes down to employment. Um, while a bunch of jobs have come back, um, we still have an extraordinary amount of Americans that are still struggling. Um, and, and we've got a long way to go. Um, and so I think, long story short, uh, I think we are in an upward trajectory. The easy yards have been played out. And I think from here forward, it's going to be incrementally higher. Bert, last time we saw you, you were in your house. We see that you're back at the headquarters at LPL and uh, you've gotten out of the house. We're proud of you for uh, venturing out. I, Thank under you. I understand that that was uh, really by necessity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Listen, I thought I had a great office until I actually had to work. <laughs> and then I realized that I don't have a good home office. And uh, so I was uh, I was driving my family completely insane. And so um, I didn't actually come into this, you know, into my actual office because I wanted to. I came in because I was kicked out of my house. So, <laughs> Excellent. Hey, Bert's we, homeless. Hey, guys, we would, if we could, can we hold Bert over just a little bit? We've got a commercial break coming up here in just a few seconds, Bert. But would you hang with us? We had a few more questions for you. You have time? Happy to. Okay, great. That's what we'll do. We'll take a pause, uh, take a break on the Get Ready for the Future show and be back with LPL's chief investment officer, Bert White, right after this. Stay with us. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Our topic today, five blind spots that can hurt you if you ignore them. They could even wreck your retirement. We've talked about one and we're going to get to the others, but uh, we want to continue our conversation right now with LPL's Chief Investment Officer, Bert White. And, and Janet, we kind of have a blind spot question for Bert. Yeah, we do. Uh, so Bert, on the show today, as Scott mentioned, we're, we're focusing on blind spots for personal finances. So when it comes to investing, uh, what's your parallel? So the anaconda obviously would be a blind spot if that happens to you in real life. But when it comes to investing, what are the blind spots that we need to be aware of? Wow, there's so many. Uh, gosh, and I wish, I wish I knew your. I wish I knew the five. I can't wait to hear the rest of the, <laughs> the, the rest of the four. Stay with us uh, through the show. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but but I would say I would say this. One of the one of the things that when I get asked this question, um, I, I, I I usually say this. I can't tell you because I get to I get to go around and talk to so many people and it's such a joy. Um, and everyone asks me the same questions. Uh, oh my gosh, you know the uh, Russia is really bad and, and China's bad. And, and trade is bad and you know all these other things all these you know geopolitical risks is bad and if, if democrats win it's bad if republicans win it's bad you know and all these things are the bad guys let me tell you who the real bad guys are in my opinion you have two really bad guys taxes and inflation and and we miss them like we miss how important they are look the reality is taxes take between a third and a half like i don't know how bad china and russia and democrats and republicans are going to be i just know not going to take half. That's what I know. They might be bad, but they ain't that bad. And then the other piece is what's left. Inflation takes three or four percent of it. Okay. And so, like, if you're thinking about making ten percent from equities uh, over the long haul, and and you have to give a third of that back, and they have to give three percent to inflation, like those are the bad people. And so, to think about a strategy that helps to understand it, to help mitigate it, to overcome it, I think those are the things. And so, I just one of the big things for me 
is we've got the wrong bad people. Like we're chasing the wrong criminals. And I think in our personal finance, we got to chase the right criminals and not chase all these other things. And we got to start chasing the things that really could affect us from hitting our goals and dreams. John, you want to take that final question for Bert? Bert, do you fear in this day and time that investors are going to get blindsided by not the stock market, but maybe the bond market, maybe the interest rate issue is something that people don't see coming. And we've talked about this before, but I'd love your thoughts on it right now. Yeah, um, I, I think it's not many people are talking about it. And I think it's great that you all are, are highlighting this. This is I think this is uh, one of these things that sets below uh, the surface that that's going to end up biting people um, if, if they're not careful and they're not planning for it. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, interest rates are so low right now, like like the, the, the yield curve and the interest rate environment is so low right now that if rates doubled, if they went up 100 percent to end the year, between now and the end of the year, if they completely doubled, 100% growth, we'd still be at the lowest end of year yields of all time. <laughs> okay, so that wow. just goes and tells you how far low we are. Um, the real question is, what's the direction? Um, here's what we know. What we know is that inflation follows growth. That's what we know, right? So if growth is fire, inflation ends up to be the smoke. And, and, and the reality is it follows it. Um, and if if you think, I believe that we're going to have, we, we're already starting to see growth, and you're going to start to see growth, in my opinion, in, in our economy through the rest of the second half and into 2021. Regardless who the president is, I think you're going to see economic growth in 2021, and that means inflation follows. Now we haven't had an inflationary environment for a long time, but understand we also haven't had record low interest rates at zero, um, and so rates will be moving higher. That is a fact. Um, There's no direction for it to go anywhere other than either stay where it is or move higher. It can't go lower. Like, it just can't go lower. Um, The Fed is scared to death to raise rates because they got a little bit ahead of the – you probably did a little bit too much in the last cycle, and they got burned. They touched the stove, and they got burned. Um, But I believe – and because of that, I think inflation might sneak up on people, including the Fed. And if that actually happens, now, first of all, that's not a terrible thing uh, because that means that we will have had some growth and growth means we will have a good recovery. Uh, That said, we know that inflation ends up to be a big impact for older Americans. If you actually look at the inflation rate by age, you know, you have actually negative inflation or deflation um, for younger folks, right? Because they're buying things like technology and things like that, where you're getting more stuff for cheaper every day. But man, if you're over the age of 65, or if you're my age in your 50s, your inflation rate's a lot higher because you're paying for things like healthcare and education and a bunch of those things where the inflation rate's a lot more than that. And as this country ages, uh, we're going to start to see more uh, increase in its um, uh, uh, the impact on inflation. So long story short, uh, John, I, I just believe that, that inflation could end up uh, coming back and snapping people a little bit by surprise. And if that happens, that could be a real um, negative emphasis on fixed income. And so therefore, you got to be really careful about how you're thinking about building your portfolio. Bonds are important as risk control. We know that very important for income and very important for diversification. That said, how you invest those matter. And to really think about how you begin to think about investing, those are going to be crucial. It's why you got to have an advisor. These are periods of time where the obvious things to do are not the right things to do. And so to make sure that you really begin to think about how to how to craft that and survive uh, the next anaconda attack, which really might be uh, inflation. Well, Bert, it's almost like you uh, listened in on our show prep because you let us right into number two. After we let you go, ignoring inflation is our second blind spot. So you've identified it for us perfectly. <laughs> we appreciate that very much. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's great. Maybe maybe you can bite me back again. I can, I can, you know, foreshadow three, four, and five. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. I know it's almost lunchtime for you. It's past lunchtime for you. So we're going to let you go. Bert, thanks so much for joining thanks, us today. Bert. Thanks, Bert. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's Burt White, LPL's Chief Investment Officer with us on the Get Ready for the Future show, leading us into blind spot number two, guys, and, and ignoring inflation is big. We deal with it and, it, and it, and it can really impact you in different ways depending on where you are in your financial journey. It can be uh, impactful in your pre-retirement years. It can be impactful in your 
uh, retirement years themselves. I think it really comes down to a lot of different ways you look at it. A lot of people want to keep their money in a what they would say, quote unquote, safe place because of the volatility in the market, maybe fearing that anaconda attack. But is it really safe when you are not keeping up with inflation? And then when it comes to taking money out as retirement income, Janet, that is huge as well. Yeah, it absolutely is. This is an example we kind of wanted to walk through with. There is a, a rule of thumb, and we call it, John, a rule of dumb. of dumb in the industry about a 4% withdrawal rate. And so when you start talking about inflation and also, frankly, volatility, that's part of this story as well. When you start talking about inflation, you've really got to think about the impact that it might have on your retirement income. So as we go through this, I mean, this is awkward for a left-handed person. I didn't think about that ahead of time. So if you have a million dollars and as that money is invested, you go, okay, I'm going to withdraw 4% from this. So your 4% on this is $40,000. So you take out $40,000 a year and everything's good. Life is great, right? right? But how's the market doing? Is it always just fine and you can take out $40,000 and you have a million? Or does the market, oh, I don't know, maybe fluctuate some and not always in a positive direction? So when you have this happen in, let's say, a 2008 where the market was down 40%, well, at that point, now you no longer have a million dollars. You have $600,000. So how's that 4% rule going to work for you now? If you're now taking, you know, 4% of 600,000, then it's 24,000. And when we're talking about inflation, you've not been able to give yourself a raise. In fact, you've taken a decrease in income. The other part of the 4% rule, instead of uh, taking 24,000, if you say that you're going to continue to take this 40,000, well, that's no longer 4% of 600,000. It's now 6.7%. And so you're outpacing the growth. So the challenge here, John, for an investor is that, yes, inflation is real. I mean, Burt White just talked about this without even knowing that this is where we were going next, that this is... Uh, it's your next anaconda, frankly, that you don't know it's there. It's a blind spot for you. It is going to happen. And we've talked in the past about um, inflation is a sneaky enemy. There are lots of things that you see very openly. This one's sneaky. You have to just cognitively know that it's there and then plan for you to intentionally have an increase in your income throughout retirement. If you were to go to an employer, you're starting work in your 20s, and that employer said, hey, you can work here for the next 30 years. You're going to love the place. It's great. By the way, your income today is going to be the same as when you retire in 35 years. Would you take the job? There's no way that you would do that, right? We have to intentionally plan for inflation to give you, you've got to have an increase in your own personal retirement to address inflation in the costs of retirement. And here's the real danger, Scott. If you have intentions of retiring or you're already retired and you don't have a plan on paper, on purpose, Mm -hmm. that really does give you the ability to increase your income as time goes on, then you are a totally ignoring uh, inflation. You may be giving lip service to it, and yeah, we got to deal with that. But if you don't have a plan to deal with it, then you're you're going to run into a problem because people who retire, particularly like let's say on pensions, one of the biggest downfalls of a pension, unless it's inflation adjusted, is the same check that you get today is the same check you're going to get ten years from now, or fifteen years from now, or twenty years from now. Most private pensions are not inflation adjusted, and if you don't have a pension, then you've got to think about how is it that I'm going to increase my income five years down the road, ten years down the road to keep pace with those rising costs. And we've got a great opportunity for people to actually uh, come in and and discover that blind spot and deal with it uh, with our special Scott that we're running on the financial planning fee. Yeah, we mentioned this earlier in the broadcast didn't give it too much color because we were kind of tight on time but we do have an opportunity for you to call today during this show and if you're listening to the radio broadcast on the weekend and you don't uh, get an answer just leave your uh, name on the voicemail and say I want to get the half off financial plan if you call us today at 501 
653-7355. Reach out to us and say, I want to get my financial plan for half off like they were talking about on the Get Ready for the Future show. We'll get it done. We'll put you on the calendar. You'll meet with the Genwell Financial Advisor. That first uh, appointment is absolutely free of charge, though. You can get a complimentary appointment to see if you want to proceed. But the financial planning fee that is a value of between $500 and $1,500 will be half off for you if you call today. And it is a plan that takes precedent over uh, an arbitrary withdrawal rule like the 4% rule that Janet just debunked. All right, so that is blind spot number two. We're on to number three, and we're going to have to hustle because there are three more coming up in our final segment next. Are you following us on social media? Search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at GenWealthFA so you don't miss out on behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Five blind spots that could wreck your retirement. That's the topic of today's Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome back. Scott Inman along with Janet Walker and John Shrewsbury. Our thanks again, by the way, to Burt White uh, from LPL Financial for joining us uh, today uh, and making time to be on our broadcast. If you missed his interview, you'll at least want to tune in for the Anaconda Attack story. Uh, you can look that up on podcast uh, through Apple's iTunes store or uh, on Stitcher. You can check out our podcast. This broadcast will be up on that uh, very soon. So we're up to number three. We talked about focusing on the small things while ignoring the big ones as blind spot, blind spot number one. Uh, number two was ignoring inflation. And number three on our list is the gap between perceived spending and actual spending. And this is really, if you're going to work towards financial independence, you need to live below your means and invest for your future in your pre-retirement years. But often we're not aware of how much we're actually spending. You know, guys, I think the most common question that we ask that gets a blank stare in response is, how much money do you need per month in your retirement? Yes. And they could be two weeks out from retirement, (laughs) or they could be 20 years out from retirement, and the stare is equally blank. It's not time period relevant. So I think, and we've talked about this a lot over the years, you know, there was a time period when you got a paper check, and you went to the bank, and you deposited that, and you had to know exactly how much it was, because you had to fill out a deposit slip, and then you wrote checks on whatever money you spent so you were seeing those dollars and physically writing them out and so you had a if you kept your checkbook register along with that then you you had a concept of money in money out these days with everything being electronic and my gosh you can go so many places and just pay with your phone not only are you not using a check you're not even using a debit card in many cases and so the psychological impact of not seeing money leave means really a lot of people have no idea how much money they're spending and so i think it's important for you to to look at that and it doesn't matter to us what the number is we're not judgmental about it but we have to be able to plan for it so be aware of what you're actually spending and uh, you know whether it's two thousand dollars a month or twenty thousand dollars a month i don't care but you got to know what your number is so that we can help you plan janet we've got a cash flow tool on our website you can download this uh, if you go to get ready for the future.com forward slash cash flow all one word cash flow uh you can put your name and email address in there and download the tool that does help retirees get a handle on what their finances need to look like in retirement. How much are you really spending? A lot of people are surprised by that. One of the things they're surprised by are those annual bills that come around that oh, they yeah. have to pay, like property taxes, car insurance, things of that nature. It may not be built into your monthly budget, but you have some reserve kicked back somewhere to take care of that. And if you're not careful, those things will surprise you they will be a blind spot in retirement here is a statement that runs counterculture retirement is not an asset problem it is an income problem and that's where you really need to define what your required income and desired income needs will be and then the assets will be built into an investment strategy to provide that to you so be sure to download that GenWealth's essential cash flow tools at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash cash flow 
Our fourth blind spot on our show today is not planning for health care and long-term care expenses. I thought Bert made a great point when he was talking about your season of life. You notice inflation in different ways. The average inflation rate over the last 20 years has just been a little north of 2%, but that's on goods and services, right? If you talk about health care, if you talk about long-term care, it's not 2%. It is much higher than that. And listen to this stat. The average... 65-year-old couple will spend $285,000 on health care expenses throughout their retirement years, according to Fidelity. Yeah, that's an incredible number, and you've got to have some backstop. Now, some yeah. people have enough money that they can just handle those expenses without any problem, and they would do what we call, Janet, self-insure. Yeah. Uh, they're not relying on an insurance company, but and there are people that don't have hardly any money, and they're going to rely on the state. But for those people that are in between, and that is most of the people mm-hmm. listening to this show, you're going to have to deal with the health care issue one way or the other. And in most cases, you need a backup, some sort of backstop. And that's where long-term care insurance comes into play. And, and we would really encourage you to just be intentional about this decision. Some of you are going to look at it and decide that you don't want to do it. That's fine. You've been intentional to seek the information and to make a well-informed decision. That's all you need to do on it. Um, guys, I'll tell you a quick story on this. This week, um, Troy and I had the opportunity to meet with some long-term clients, and they were asking us about some insurance that they had had in place before they came here, and they just kept it when they came. It kind of made sense to do that, but it was a cash value type of policy, and they're at a point where when you look at life insurance, they're self-insured. They don't need that insurance anymore, right. and they're continuing to pay those premiums every month, and the husband was like, I mean, talk me out of this if you need to, but I'm kind of done with this and I went okay you're right on the life insurance side but do you know that that cash value that you've built up can help you pay for your long-term care coverage that's right and so if you're sitting out there and maybe you're at that same stage of life maybe you have a life insurance policy that you're questioning whether you need it anymore let me say first of all don't cancel it until you talk to an advisor because you you don't know what you don't know help us let us help you make that decision intentionally but there is a possibility that you could use utilize that to address your long-term care uh, expenses and in some cases not have to pay anything else moving forward. Yeah, those are those are great conversations to have if you're at that stage of life, but have the conversation. Yes. Make an informed decision instead of doing the ostrich thing and, and sticking your head in the sand right. and hoping it all goes away. That is a, a self-perpetuating blind spot. That's right. It really is. Long-term care is such a real blind spot. When I think about the practical application here, meeting with many clients who are close to retirement and really never considered this. And if they are very close to retirement, it may be too late because health-wise, they may not even be able to be approved uh, for a long-term care policy. So you don't want to do it too early, but you certainly don't want to do it too late if it's something that you need to consider and talk to an advisor about. All right. So our fifth and final blind spot on today's show, assuming your future finances will get easier. And, And really where this kind of is talking about is if you're not saving or not saving enough for retirement or it's not a priority uh, in early in your life or even in the middle of your life while you're raising children, the assumption that I'll start saving and investing when I get a raise or when my bonus comes through, when, 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 somewhere out there, you keep putting it off. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. You know, I think about when my kids are out of the house, I do think I'll have more cash flow. And I do think that's there. There's a, it's called a catch-up contribution after age 54 a reason. I think there's an, <laughs> there's an opportunity to add to your savings, yeah. to invest more. But if you haven't started for some reason, that could get you behind in a hurry. We talked about the time value of money uh, on one of our previous shows and how just getting started very quickly uh, early in your life can make a big difference. But it is important if you're approaching retirement and you're short to use those catch-up provisions and things of that nature to try to finish strong if you were not able to to start strong and that's why we say look wherever you are in this journey you are where you are and you, we have to work with what you have we're going to work with you to try to make the most of that going forward by doing a plan and, and I'll pick up on the wherever you are thought and again the blind spot is assuming that your future finances will get easier I want you to think about where you are right now regardless of your age if you're 35 let's say then is it really easier than when you were 25 or is it just different? 
it's probably just yeah, different. And, just and the different. same is going to be true of the next 10 years and the next 10 and the next 10. So start where you are. Don't wait for it to get easier. Make a difference so your retirement will be easier later. So as we get ready to wrap up, I'm actually going to be uh, jumping the shark a little bit here. We haven't gotten our closing <laughs> bell yet, but right. we are in the last few minutes of our broadcast. So we, we want to kind of hit our final thoughts. And you think about a blind spot and what that really is in your um, when you're on the highway, when you're on the interstate. I, I drive a pickup and I think about I do have a very significant blind spot as we were talking about these things. I was thinking about, well, what do I do? Every time I'm ready to change lanes in the interstate, I actually turn my head. I don't rely on that on that mirror on the side of my vehicle to assume that I've got everything covered. I have to kind of crack my head around and make sure to look in my blind spot to make sure that I don't pull out in front of a car. Blind spots can cause you to wreck your car. Don't let them wreck your retirement. What you don't know about money can hurt you. And we talked about them today on the show to recap, focusing on the small things and ignoring the big ones. Ignoring inflation, the gap between perceived and actual spending, not planning for health care and long-term care, and assuming your finances will get easier in the future. It's called a blind spot because you can't see it. And my final thought is you have one. You may not know it. And my final thought on that would be that, you know, you need some help maybe seeing that blind spot. And that's really what a financial plan is. It is not a, a terribly hard process to go through financial planning. You gather a few documents, you come in, you sit down, you have a conversation. At GenWealth, you'll have a conversation with a couple of advisors that will be dedicated to you to be sure that they see you through whatever it is that you're you're dealing with here. And so it is a very easy process. We're making it even easier. If you call today, 501-653-7355, and ask for our special on our financial planning fee, we're going to discount our financial planning fee 50% to try to help you avoid some of those blind spots. So my final thought is give us a call. Don't be blind about it. Go ahead and make that call and get in on the special that we have today. Because I think my final thought would really run parallel to what John is talking about. We've talked on here before about my, my dad's vision being so bad. He was blind in one eye and colorblind in the other. He didn't have depth perception. And yet he drove, you know, tractors and things like that. But there were certain situations where he could not do what he needed to do without somebody assisting him because he had a true blind spot that he just couldn't overcome by himself. And I think it's important for us to know we all have blind spots financially. So if you're not working with somebody, how do you know what your blind spot is? So give us a call, 501-653-7355. We'll help you find your blind spot and help you figure out how to overcome that. Our thanks again to Burt White for joining us. For John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker, this is Scott Inman saying so long. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 